Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this video, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Seem to be having some technical difficulties today. Yeah, my uh, device is refusing to cooperate with me here. Let's just keep going. Hopefully, we will be able to get back to it. It happens that you have uh, some of these uh, uh, technical uh, misships. I have to keep rolling. I want to take this opportunity to welcome you. It's a privilege each day for us to spend some time together uh, talking about uh, a topic that is very dear in my heart. And uh, my hope and wish is that we are going to be able to learn and grow together. I want to welcome you sincerely. And I hope that uh, this broadcast is going to help you learn more about uh, some of the challenging issues of our day, especially the issue of racism, and, and that it's going to help you take some concentrated uh, action that will help make our uh, interaction with each other better. I, you may be wondering what you can do to help out. Uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can invite other people to join this broadcast. And last but not the least, there is um, a resource here that I think is going to be of great help to you and to many other people. If you can get a copy as well, uh, that's not only going to help you, it's going to help this whole process. If you take what I'm saying, just a little bit of it, without having the whole picture, you may end up with a wrong conclusion. Uh, what I want is that you grab a copy of the book, read it for yourself, uh, get those questions coming my way. Let's see if uh, this iPad is going to cooperate. If not, there is always, options. I'm going to try the phone and make sure that the uh, few things that are written down are there for us to use. Yep. I can use that right now. It's a little uh, tiny, but uh, it can work. I've been talking about racism uh, for the past uh, couple of days. If you've missed any of the episodes, I want to encourage you to go watch them. You can listen to them through the IEM Approach podcast as well. And if you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, I encourage you to uh, post your questions on the chat. 
the email is uh, eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com, eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. It's not possible for me interact with, to interact with you right now because the broadcast is being live streamed on multiple channels. However, it's not an excuse uh, for me not to respond to your feedback. If you have any feedback, any questions, uh, put them in the chat option and I'm going to uh, get back to you. We, we, we looked at um, the origin of racism and I talked about the corruption of the senses. And we move forward to look at the consequences of the corruption of the senses. The best line I drew is that originally when God created the first man and woman, uh, there was harmony between God, the man and the woman. Uh, God said everything he had created was good. Then he gave the man and the woman the five senses to use those senses to enjoy the beautiful creation, the good creation that he had created for them. However, the first man and woman choose to use their five senses to disobey God. And when they did that, the five senses became corrupted. And we saw the consequence of this corruption, of this disruption, of this, uh, this harmony that was brought in. That the first two brothers, Cain and Eber, could not get, get along. Cain and Abel offered sacrifices to God. God looked favorably on uh, Abel's sacrifice. Cain saw that and he didn't like it. He became angry and bitter and decided to implement the final solution by killing his own brother. And the question I asked was, if two brothers from the same womb could not get along, and one ended up killing the other because he stopped seeing God's image and likeness in him. How much more us today who are coming from diverse backgrounds, we have to know the root of racism is traced back to the original sin. Today we're going to be talking about the role of our five senses in perpetuating racism. The role of our five senses in perpetuating racism. I'm focusing, <clears throat> sorry, God gave the five senses so that mankind would enjoy the physical environment and all the good things that God had created. Unfortunately, things did not go as planned because the physical senses were used to, to break God's law and have since then become the avenue through which the enemy uses to tempt people to disobey God. The five senses, right? Remember Jesus being tempted by the devil? He told Jesus, if you are, how did Jesus hear the devil speaking to him? He used his hearing. 
if you are the son of God, turn the bread and turn the stones into bread. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And that is why I have been saying that you are created in the image and likeness of God. That is God's word. That is God's message to you. Your creator says, you've been created in my image, in my likeness. Therefore, don't let any other person, no matter who they are, to tell you that you are the child of an inferior God, or you are the child of a lesser God, or that you are inferior. You don't have to believe that. It's very important to believe what God says about you. Then the devil took Jesus where? To the uh, very tall mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, right? He sighed, trying to use the sight of Jesus to corrupt him, to make him to disobey God, and told him, look at all these things, I'll give them to you if you worship me. Jesus said, you shall only worship the Lord thy God. So we've already seen how Eve engaged her five senses to disobey God, and this first act of disobedience forever changed the wiring of our five senses because they are now susceptible to be used to do evil. When Eve saw the fruit, heard the devil, and thought about the deliciousness of eating that fruit, she engaged her five senses. And forever, that changed our five senses. And right now, they're susceptible for us to use those five senses to commit evil. I said racism is evil because anything which says that which God has said is good, is not good, is evil. Anything that says something is inferior that God made is evil. You may be wondering, what is the connection between five senses and racism? Uh, I'm going to expound on that. You know, I'm focusing on the five senses because racism and discrimination are perpetuated through the five senses as well, especially the sense of hearing, seeing, and touch. Racism and discrimination are perpetuated through the five senses, especially that of seeing and hearing. You, you look at somebody who doesn't, look like, who doesn't look like you, or maybe they have darker skin or lighter skin. I mean, it depends what you see, and you act based upon what your eyes are seeing. We no longer see the image and likeness of God in other people. We see color, and we use that color to classify, to demean, subjugate, and rule over other people. When God created man and woman, the command was to rule and subdue the earth, not to rule and subdue each other. Unfortunately, because of the original sin and the disharmony that was introduced, people these days are ruling, subjugating other humans. That is not proper. 
And this is done through the avenue of the five senses. How do we know people are different from us? Because we see. How do we know people are different from us? Because we hear. That's why you're going to see that the transmission of this <clears throat> quote, um, racism virus is done through the avenue of hearing. Parents pass it from generation to generation to their kids. Now, if racism is passed through the senses, in a way, we can say that if children are not taught that other people are inferior or superior, the child will have a different expectation when they uh, uh, meet uh, people who are different from them. Unfortunately, parents at times indirectly and at times without any bad intention tell crude jokes about other people to their kids and reinforce stereotypes that are dangerous, stereotypes that are no good. And some of the parents, again, benefit of doubt, are just trying to uh, give the best to their children and would share some information about other people with their children. And in so doing, the children are giving information that is not true, that denigrates an information that will later on solidify racism in the thinking and experience of their kids. And that is why it's very important what we do when we sit on the dinner table, when we're interacting with our kids, how do we talk to them about other people? How do we talk to them about people who don't look like us? It's very important that we present the positive light when it comes to other people, to our children, because what they hear, they are going to see it. And what they see, they are going to speak, they are going to take action that is commensurate to the information that has been programmed in them. And some parents are just teaching their kids what their own parents taught them. But this is not an excuse that we have to continue perpetuating discrimination and perpetuating ideas about other people that are not true. I said part of the impetus to do this is what happened when I went to the library and saw my son interact with another child from, from China and they just went along. They could not speak the, English, the same language, but they were able to cooperate and participated in using building blocks to build some structures. It was just amazing to see them work together. Why are we adults having a hard time getting along? It's because we believe things about each other that are not true. Because of the disharmony that was introduced as a result of the first broken relationship between God and us and the relationship between each other. Uh, 
Take for example, the parent who gives a stern warning to their child not to get married to a black husband because blacks are not smart enough or prone to a life of crime or whatever reason they may be given to justify why interracial marriages are bad. Such conversations may, on the surface, appear to be warning their child to be aware of some dangers. But what this does indirectly is solidify stereotypes that are not true. That is why we need to make sure that we don't lump people in a group, label them, and make generalized statements. It's a lie to say all blacks are lazy. What do we do about the likes of Ben Carson and many other successful people of, of, uh, uh, that have a more darker skin? How will you fit that in that narrative when you want to educate your child, you say, oh, black, all black, blacks are like this, blacks are like that, or whites are like this, or whites are like that. Such generalized statements are dangerous. We have to stop making them. You deal with each individual's case. If your son or your daughter meet somebody that want to get married, evaluate that individual based upon their own merit. Don't get lazy and use generalized labels. I listened to a guy the other day. He has two uh, doctorate degrees. He's a medical doctor or so. And he was trying the critical race theory because he was saying, look at me, yeah, I am darker in skin. I was raised by a single mom, but I have been able to push myself and really do well. And who dares say that I'm being oppressed when the things I've set out to do, I've been able to accomplish them. So it's very dangerous to keep lumping people in a group, labeling them and treating them in a certain way. We have to move away from that. And, and now this, these conversations of Oh, don't get married today to this person because of this or that. It's not only limited to those who consider themselves to be superior for I don't know what criteria they use. Those who also think that they, they are at a disadvantageous position, they also have conversations with their kids. And some of these conversations, again, is trying to protect their children. However, what that does is that it also reinforces stereotypes that don't help in the long run. You know, those who have been looked down upon to be inferior also have such conversations with their own children. The difference is that they want their children to stay away from the other people because it will be a betrayer on their own people if they cross the white slash black divide. According to them, the whites should not be trusted because they are wicked, selfish, and evil. How is that true? I mean, there is white guilt now by association. People who came over here 
never owned a single slave, but the, the, the assumption right now is that they benefited somehow because of the skin of their color. I mean, that is another stereotype that is really unfounded. I've met a lot of people who are struggling when hard times hit, hits everybody. And if you want to go down to the nitty gritty and separate, I, I was working in corporate America when the oil prices went south and the company that I was working for lost billions of dollars. It didn't discriminate against who got laid off. Yeah, some people still retain their jobs, but most of us were, were laid off. And when hard times come, when cancer hits, when misfortune hits, it hits people across the board. We have to start thinking like that. Instead of trying to explain away our own difficulties and challenges that have been singled out because of the way I look, we need to go back to the baseline, even created in God's image and likeness. You are a child of God. You need to understand that. God is your source. And you don't need to, you don't have to allow uh, uh, this type of generalized statements about other people to limit you. Take for example, in some places in Africa, marriages between people from different ethnic groups are frowned upon seriously. Again, what is driving the parents is this idea of, I want to protect my kids, I want the best for them. Unfortunately, they make generalized unsupported statements that continue to perpetuate divisions amongst people. Now our five senses perpetuate racism in that we hear information about people. Confirmation bias sets in because when we meet those people, we do everything possible to see what we've heard about them. And at times we stretch the truth because we're trying to confirm the information that we're already having in us. We hear, we see, we see differences, and we act upon these differences based upon faulty information that we've heard. That's why the reformation, the change, just as it's written, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, we have to feed our mind with new information about people. We hold this truth to be self-evident. All men are created equal. That is the starting place. You have to teach yourself to believe that. All men are created equal. That is not, I'm not asking for too much. All men are created equal. It's self-evident. It's self-evident. I didn't say all men are created the same. We have differences. Some are lighter, some are pinkish, some are darker, some are tall, some are short. But these differences don't make some less human, some inferior, and some superior. We have to start feeding our minds with the right information and passing the right information to those around us, and especially our children. When we do that, we will start wrapping our hands around this monster. I'll be able to choke the life out of it because what is perpetuating 
racism is the belief that some are superior and some are inferior. That is a lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. We are all created equal. You should believe that when you meet other people, see the image of God in them. Understand we have different gifts, we have different talents, we have different abilities, but that does not make us inferior or superior. Let your senses become reformed so you can see rightly and make righteous judgment. Don't go by stereotypes. Treat each individual based upon their own merit. Don't make generalized statements. It's not helpful. Everybody is different. I want to thank you so much for watching today. Do me a favor, share this content, subscribe to my channel, and stay tuned for more updates. If you haven't gotten a copy of this book, I strongly, strongly suggest you do. The book can be downloaded for free now on Amazon. I'm waiting to get your feedback. Thank you. If you listen to Dr. Eric Tangumonkan with I Am Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential and deploy it. Until next time, God bless you. Stay tuned for more updates.